Our next guest on the show is Eamon MacPartland. Eamon, good morning to you. And, and, morning, and thanks for, with us, uh, for being with us this morning. You've got a very personal story to tell and your story in itself will show the importance of and the facilities available at the Neurology Support Centre in Sligo, which is just beside Sligo University there, uh, just off the Mall, set up by the late Declan Walsh, a young man who unfortunately passed away just a year and a half ago and, and a man we talked to about his role in establishing uh, the centre. Will you tell us a little bit about your own personal story, Eamon? Yes, neither will, thanks. Uh, so I suppose now, when I look back, my initial symptoms uh, probably start in my mid-30s. But I kind of put these down to old back and knee sports injuries at the time. And what I started having was a bit of hesitation when I go to sit down. And then it kind of moved on to difficulties uh, with taking a step on the stairs. It was like it would freeze and I couldn't complete the movement. And by the time I turned 40, I had issues with the bladder, so I got referred to a urologist and went to medication for it. And then a few months later, I woke up with neck pain, and I kind of noticed that my head seemed to be turning to one side and its own. So I went to my GP, but he couldn't see much twisting of my neck. So as the year went, went on, my movement gradually got worse. But I suppose I was a bit in denial when I looked back and I tried to hide it as best I could. Then, unfortunately, my marriage broke down and I went back to my GP and I kind of really thought it was all in my head. So my GP recommended a psychologist and uh, it was good kind of to talk openly to someone and the problem was a bit of anxiety there about my movement issues, but the therapy didn't help anything with my movement. Mm. So at that stage, my GP had considered Parkinson's and he referred me to, to a neurologist. Now, the urologist organised MRI scans, and I got a letter back then to say that the scans were normal. So I kind of said to myself, just get on with things. Uh, but it was quite tough. I'd be with physio, kind of to ease the pain. And then one evening, it would have been a few months later, it was the end of 2016, the pulling of my head to one side really ramped up. Uh, so much so that night that my head was kind of constantly being pushed into the pillow as I lay in bed. So... I, I never was one really to go and Google and look up stuff, but I, I found a condition called dystonia, and I was sure that's what was happening with my neck and head. So I mentioned it to my GP. Uh, he had never heard of it, but fortunately I found out that there was a neurologist in St. Vincent's Hospital in Dublin who specialised in dystonia. And within a few minutes of getting a, an assessment with him, he di- diagnosed me with uh, cervical dystonia. So just for your listeners, dystonia is a neurological movement disorder it's where you have involuntary muscle movements, and these can affect any area of the body. Now, at the time, the neurologist also wanted to find out, if he could, what was causing the problem with my walk, because it got really troublesome at that time. Yeah. So he organized me to admit to hospital uh, to get a series of tests. And also at that time, I was going to get injections for my dystonia. So at last, I got to uh, St. Vincent's, and I got my first injection. And uh, slowly but surely, they helped with the dystonia. But at the time, the problems with my walk, there was no kind of conclusive diagnosis. The exception being that I had genetic tests and it showed that I had one of the genes um, linked to Parkinson's. So despite being tried in a number of um, medications, really only one of them helped. And I had to stop that uh, due to the side effects. So now it was kind of the middle of 2018. And I'd been out of work. Uh, on leave for nearly a year and none of the medical team would recommend I could get back to work. So 
at that stage, I'd nearly been 25 years in Galway, and I decided to return home to Leitrim to have that family support close to me. So within a few months of returning home, I saw an article in one of the local papers saying there was the Neurology Support Centre was open in Sligo. And unfortunately, the COVID pandemic then arrived uh, just as the centre was due to open. So actually, before I got to visit the Neurology Support Centre, I got referred to see another neurologist in London, and he had a special interest in movement disorders. He believed the problems with my walk were caused by a condition called functional neurological disorders, S&D for short, and that I, I had the motor version. So mm. just like Estonia, I never heard of motor S&D. Yeah. But he explained that kind of a, I had a problem with not being able to control my body movements normally, even though I was trying as hard as I could to do so. Now, the unfortunate thing is there's no dedicated rehabilitation treatment for motor S&D in Ireland. So I got approval through the Treatment Abroad Scheme to access treatment in London, but the waiting list there is over three years. So I'm a year and a half on that waiting list and still really no idea when I might get treatment. So I'm actually going to travel to London this week uh, at my own cost to get a private assessment with a physio. Okay. Specialising in F and D, and hopefully I might get some direction. Well, hof- might help and hopefully, that, hopefully that, that goes well. Okay, so how? Rehabilitation how, program. Yeah. How, so how that's did, a very that's a very short summary yeah. by, uh, of my own personal story. Right. And, and you're, and you're really what, what I want to highlight was is that neurological conditions can affect uh, any people at any age, yeah. and that's very difficult to access treatment. So that's why the supports. Uh, yeah. so important and, and, that's and, why and the support I mean, yeah and the support from uh, how did you get involved with the neurology support yeah, centre yeah, in Sligo so then yeah yeah so how I got involved with the neurology support centre is that uh, literally when it opened up the, the COVID pandemic in the summer of 21 I went in and first, first met Bernie who leads the team at the centre and she mentioned they were setting up uh, peer support groups so I joined the group and there I met people with different neurological conditions and what I found was is that the medical treatment can help manage your symptoms, but often there's no or limited support for, for, for us or our families with the life-changing consequences of living with the condition. And actually what I found with myself, it was very hard to accept my disability, and that acceptance came about by sharing my experience with the support group. So last year, I got more involved in advocacy and uh, lived experience, I feel, is the key to advocacy. So that's basically where... We kind of got together yeah. to set up an advocacy committee at the centre, which is kind of my main involvement, if you want to call the centre outside, using the services. And that gives them, our members and families advice to advocate for change at both local and national level. All right, and okay. at the same time, there was a member-led Mulloway group set up, and it was to reach out into the community to develop uh, social, uh, as well as education and recreational opportunities for members. Um, so that's, that's another part. And then... Uh, I suppose as I got more and more involved in the centre and that it, it was great to get the opportunity then to recently join the board of directors and yeah. have lived experience in the board and I'm really looking forward to working with the other board members and as you mentioned Declan there to enhance the wonderful legacy Declan's left behind. Okay, like, and so there are a range of supports and services provided uh, exactly, by the centre as, as yeah, you saw exactly, first yeah. So that's, that I, I quickly just give a, a, a short and what? So I would say that the centre is, is, is quite unique in that we uh, cater for those with all neurological conditions. And this is quite important, especially those with rare neurological conditions that mightn't have local or even national support. So we have our day-to-day services. So they would be our weekly peer support group meetings, which are very popular. Then we'd have holistic therapies, and they'd include reflexology, 
art therapy and mindfulness. Uh, we've got one-to-one counselling services, and then also we've got an accessible minibus, and that can bring members to the centre, but also to medical appointments. We have then social outlets and activities, so they'd be monthly talks and information sessions, and coffee mornings. We'd have a Christmas lunch as well. And as mentioned earlier, then we also got a very active advocacy and Mulloway community group. And another important part is that the centre promotes uh, research into neurology. So we're currently partnering with ATU Sligo on a postgraduate research um, bursary. And that's in relation to development of a remote physiotherapy platform, which will benefit people with MS and hopefully other neurological conditions. So finally, then just the centre which is very important as well. It supports the neurology department in Sligo University Hospital by providing funding towards specialist neurology staff, and that positively impacts treatment for neurology patients in the Northwest. So I suppose what I'd like is that if there's listeners out there who would like to find out more about the Neurology Support Centre, it's just visit our website. It's neurologysc.ie, uh, or they can phone 71 918 to arrange an appointment or just drop by to Mulloway House to arrange it. As you say, we're on the, the campus of Sligo University Hospital yeah. just off the map. 